Hello, and welcome to the Quizzy Mondays podcast with me, Chris Ducklin. Today, I'm joined by Joe, otherwise known as the University Challenge Review Twitter handle, um, at the UC Review. Hello, Joe. Uh, hi, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. So, your site is also available at the universitychallengereview.tumblr.com. Um, so, let's get straight into it. What you, mm-hmm. what got you into University Challenge, and what made you produce and create this review page? Uh, I think I always just uh, watched it at home uh, back in the day, going back like seven, eight years. It was just always someone that was on on the on the Monday evenings, and I always liked it. And I think uh, I think probably start of a ten, I read the book and I watched the film, and that probably leveled up my interest from. More of just like a passing, passing thing. Okay, so what, when did you, when did you accept, when did you start your reviews? What year? Uh, uh, just last year. I was just, uh, just for the last series, which is uh, fortunate because it turned out to be probably the most popular series that there's, there's been recently, at least. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I think the popularity has come has come into to it in terms of social media sort of quite a lot especially due to social media and, and twitter and the interest of various other media media sources so looking at your reviews i mean there's there's other people who do reviews we had jack went beyond for mm-hmm. our first episode and there's also um the life after mastermind review but so those two are fairly sort of I would probably say straight reviews talking about the the dynamics of what's happening during the program and how people how people are answering the questions and how they themselves are reacting to the answers and probably having some stats your views seem to go off at more of a a tangent shall we say do you agree with that uh, yeah oh yeah def- yeah definitely so what what inspires the the very various subjects of of your review so for example uh, this this season so far you've discussed meme culture you've discussed um the start start of 10 you've discussed um the history of quite a lot of the colleges and universities involved the hashtags such as media you know, so university challenge compliments one person teams quiz rivalries and also quiz societies i mean do you have something prepared beforehand or do you work on the fly based upon the program that you've seen um it's, it's a bit of both i'd say there's definitely definitely a lot of complete on the fly because i'm not very organized but I do try and I do try and read up on uh, the teams before, so I can do a little intro about the, the each individual university or college. But then I just sort of watch, watch it and uh, and look for something that I mean the main criteria for me is something that I can make a joke out of, and and then I'll go from there. And sometimes I find something that's a bit more serious or a bit of a theme that I can. I can see that I can extract from the individual episode and sort of run with that. But apart from that, it's, it's a lot of it is just done on the fly. Yeah. Okay. So what's what's your 
workflow for a review? Do you do you watch the program more than once? Do you take notes? You know, how long does 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 a review usually take from watching it to putting it out on your site? Um, well, this year because I've been I'm not been in the UK for the for the episodes, and they come out in like at the the middle of the night. So what I've been doing this year is uh, listening to them rather than watching for the first time at work, going to work and and just listen to it without the uh, the pictures while I'm at work, maybe twice during the day. And then after that, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it through and then start a review from there. And uh, in terms of uh, in terms of time, it just, uh, I guess it kind of depends on if I've got something else to do that that day, like if I've got something planned, then I can maybe rush it, rush through it a bit, and get it done in maybe two hours. But if I've got nothing else, then I'll spend a bit more time fiddling around with like wording and phrasing, and then maybe spend about three hours on it. Okay, so as you said, you've done about a, a season or a series and an episode. Well, a, sorry. A season and a half of of reviews. So, for example, mm-hmm. what review of yours has generated, say, the most feedback? Um, there was uh, there was one last season that was uh, pretty similar to one that I did a few weeks ago about how, or was it this week? Yeah, this week I think about how Oxbridge get to split into colleges, and I'll say. People from those universities have a, a big opinion on that. And so do people who are not from those universities. So that's, that's, I'd say that's probably what's got the most, uh, response of the, of all the reviews I've done so far. So is it, so again, on your reviews, there's, they cover various subjects. Um, what subject is say closest to your heart? What sub, what, you know, what subject generates the most interest and I don't know feed, not necessarily feedback from yourself, but inspires you. Um, don't know about um, inspiration, but I, I definitely get the most enjoyment writing about um, Edinburgh because just because that's where I go and. Like I've, I've met the people on the teams, and so I know them, and so I'm a, a bit more invested in those episodes, I think, and so I get uh, get more fun writing about that because of it. So you mentioned the sort of being involved or knowing the Edinburgh teams. Can you? And I think we've discussed a little bit offline, sort of about well, it's coming up to about a year ago. Um, the selection process for those teams, and you've been witness to those. Uh, do you, I mean, did you actually? Uh, I'm just, I can't fully remember now. But did you actually f- apply to be on those teams, or are you just sort of interested in being close to the process? Uh, yeah, I, I did apply. The first round is just a like a, a written quiz with about 400 people there. So obviously I didn't make it through to the to the next round where they cut it down to like sixteen. I think Innes already said uh, a few episodes ago on this podcast. Mm. 
but yeah, it's it's interesting because they they cut it down to maybe the best sixteen people, uh, or absolutely the best sixteen people from the quiz, the highest scores, and then take them to like a live university challenge esque format where they where they knock those sixteen down to the top four. No worries. So, although you weren't successful on that team, you've been involved in at least one. So, as Innis, we've discussed previously with Innis, Edinburgh have been involved recently in attending quiz bowls and various um, university challenge style competitions, sort of around the country. And you've been involved in one of them. In fact, I think you've taken probably taken part in more buzzer quizzes and quite a lot of people have been probably appeared on university challenge in fact including myself i mean from personal experience yourself having experienced quiz bowl can you explain how that differs from university challenge uh well it's a lot it's a lot harder the questions are a lot more complicated a lot longer a lot less easy to guess so i did absolutely terrible at the at the quiz ball I went to, uh, like there's hundreds of questions over the day. I, I think I got two, two out of all those. So it's very difficult, and I think I underestimated the difference between the university challenge style questions and the quiz ball questions. But are you just being say too hard on yourself? If you, you know, for example, is it a question of oh, you know, once you get hear the answer you know that's the answer you just didn't necessarily you just needed either a bit more information or you weren't fast enough on the buzzer uh yeah i think it's a part of that because obviously everyone else there is is good so they get in before they reach the parts of the question where i would have been able to get it but it's yeah it's just being not being terrible just being far less good than than the people who are experienced and practice and train to become fantastic quizzes. So you've, to a certain extent, as you've, as you've said, you've, 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 you know quite a lot of the, this, this year's and last year's Edinburgh team. I take it you've met up with quite a lot of people who this year and last year have appeared on University Challenge as well. I mean, do you get enough, do you get time at the quiz bowl to see them and chat to them or do you just sort of see them and think oh my goodness it's it's this person or it's that person you just think i can't really speak to them you're sort of almost in awe of them um i, w- I wouldn't say in awe and no i wouldn't say in awe you're, you're just like ah that's um ah they reached the final a couple of years ago they're obviously very good but then you see that there are lots of people who haven't appeared on the show or hadn't they're some of them are on this year, and you see other people who are better than them, and you're like, ah, oh, there's, there's there's so many of these people who are fantastic. So do you, so uh, okay, well, we might come back to that in a. Well, no, it, it kind of follows into my next question. Uh, there was something I posted on Twitter, on the on the podcast account, um, and it effectively. A couple of weeks ago, about the the results so far, and and quite a lot of winners 
in fact, in fact, all the winners but one. I'm just I need to apologies for all the clicks and types you might hear in the background. So all the winners, well, apart from the past two weeks, as far as I can tell, have had quiz bowl experience. So Edinburgh beat Ulster, and Edinburgh had quiz bowl experience. Bristol beat Trinity, and Bristol have had some form of quiz bowl experience. Southampton beat Cardiff and they've had experience. Maudlin, Oxford beat St Edmunds, Cambridge and Maudlin had quiz bowl experience. I'm not entirely sure about Cambridge because Cambridge's own inter-society quiz records aren't on their website past 2014, which is a little bit awkward when you look at record keepings. Warwick, obviously, they've got a good quiz bowl pedigree, beat York. Oxford Brooks beat the Courtauld Institute of Art. But recently, the Trinity Oxford University London, um, even though Oxford do have a quiz background, I'm not entirely sure how many of those people from Trinity have had quiz bowl experience. And then Newcastle, Sheffield, neither of those teams seem to. So there seems to be an advantage in dealing with the pressure of university challenge and the, by sort of having putting some practice in and some effort into going and having a, a, a quiz bowl. And that, 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 that seems at the moment to have helped those teams so far. Yeah, yeah. I, de- yeah, I definitely think that's true. As with, like, most things... If you if you practice at it, if you if you've done it before, you're more likely to be to be better at it. And so all these teams, like the like before I went to that quiz bowl, I thought I thought that I could do far better than than I actually did. And I think if I went again, having done it already, I would be I would be better the second time. So just like even even a small amount of experience, I think is uh, is greatly helpful in in, in like how good you are. Okay, so there's sort of both um, yourself in terms of University Challenge Review and University Challenge Faces plus a few other um, Twitter handles sort of have a fairly active on reporting back and, and contributing to the social media background of university challenge uh, and as you say the last series particularly the exploits of Seagull, Monkman and Goldman sort of exp- seem to explode the awareness of university challenge even beyond the previous year which had Oscar Powell I mean mm-hmm. what what, in your mind, is is the future of social media and 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 meme culture? Does it after Seagull and Monkman, you know, who, you know, where does it, where does it go? I mean, it, it seems fairly concentrated at the moment on on Twitter. There's not necessarily a lot of it on Facebook. There's not necessarily that much on. Instagram. I mean, is Twitter just the ideal meme or the ideal medium? Sorry for for sort of university challenge, or will it? Do you think it will develop further from that? Uh, I think tw- Twitter is the the place to be for for most most like internet communities. 
you don't you don't see a lot of internet communities cropping up on on Instagram or Facebook maybe a couple years ago, but I think Twitter is definitely the place to be. And I think especially University Challenge, there's been uh, a sort of explosion of people unabashedly expressing their unironic love for nerdy things that that you didn't have maybe five or six years ago. And I think University Challenges especially benefited from the increase in in unironic love of everything. But counter to that, unfortunately, there's sort of, there's still the unfortunate sort of abuse of 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 people on on Twitter. It's not not just university change; it goes across the board in terms of you know the various sort of, you know minority who sort of, I don't know try and try and ruin ruin things on what is. You know something which should be praised and celebrated. So, I mean, so after the past series with Seagull and Monkman, who do you think so far in this series are sort are people who might sort of transcend the university challenge and become, say, the next Seagull, Monkman, Goldman, Powell type person? Is there anyone that sticks out in your mind so far? I think people seem to be desperate to assign the, the tag of the next monkman to to someone to anyone who seems like more than slightly fast, uh, interesting. But I, like he, he's obviously a very unique person. I don't uh, you don't need to be exactly the same as him in order to have a similar effect on the internet. So I think uh, Gibson. I think he's the the maudlin captain. He seems to have captured the most of the uh, of the Twitter's imagination so far this this season. But a lot of that's been saying that he is basically the same as Mugman. I think he's uh, completely different. Okay. I mean, I mean, what? Okay. So, in what way do you think? I don't know. I mean, I I I agree. I think. You're not necessarily looking for the same people. Each person is different. Each person is an in, an, in, an individual and has their own characteristics. I wouldn't necessarily say they're the same. You know, as you said, they're not the same person. And the only thing that's similar amongst amongst them is the amount of praise they get and the amount of traffic they generate on on social media. So, moving. On, um, if we go through sort of the games so far, uh, so Ed, so we we debuted with Edinburgh, your alumni, with against Ulster, um, of a narrow but good victory for Edinburgh, and hopefully Ulster will get through to the second round. Um, I'll, by the way, we probably just need to say that it, I don't know anything about who's progressed, and I don't necessarily want to yeah neither <laughs> do I no okay that's good we're both in the dark excellent um, so how how were you you know were you on on the edge of your seat for Edinburgh versus Ulster um a little bit I think it, the score is also very close five points difference but 
uh, Edinburgh seemed they seemed to have it under control. I think after about halfway through, they they had a solid lead, and it was just just towards the end that uh, that Ulster brought it brought it back to really close. But it's that's been that's been one of the only close, tense, exciting matches of the of the series so far. I don't know how they do the draws. I've got an idea, but a lot of them are have been absolutely massive victories, like 240 points, Southampton against Cardiff. So I don't know whether it would be more interesting if they put the better teams against each other, but that would be unfair on the better team that loses. So I, I don't know what they could do differently, but there's been a, there's been a far higher number of extremely unclose matches this season than that there has been in past years, I think. Yeah, I, th- I just need to get back on the page because it's something that's been raised in um, today's review by Life After Mastermind about the Newcastle-Sheffield match in terms of what we've seen so far this series is the fifth match of the series in which one of the teams has scored less than 100 and the sixth time in this series that the winning margin has been greater than 80. And if we say this isn't necessarily a statistical representation because I'm only comparing one against the other. So, so in the last series, only only four teams in the whole first round managed to score less than 100. And only four of those matches had score differences of 80 or more. So it does, I don't know, I mean, maybe it just goes back to my original point that there are possibly more, well, there's universities out there other other than the Oxbridge ones, which are carrying it, which are doing quiz bowl and preparing well, and there's others which which aren't, and that's just exposing, exposing a gap, and although the production staff are doing all they can to get the best teams on to make competition you know it's a question of and having experienced myself some people not necessarily been able to overcome the nerves and the environment I think uh, yeah I, th- I think I do think a part of the, the low scores is just chance like they they aren't the teams are they, they they're not going to be far worse than they have been in past seasons it's just going to be luck on the day that the questions didn't fall for them I think that's part of it but yeah like it's without the experience of quiz bowl or like just even practicing in an uh like a buzzer quiz based environment then it it, it is definitely going to be a shock when you when you come out especially in front of the the audience in like the live studio setting Yes. Um, so, as we as we sort of discussed, Bristol beat Trinity two hundred thirty to ninety five, which sort of, you know someone I can't remember who which reviewer said it now. What was effectively equivalent because of their poor bonuses, Bristol did something called a starter defence, where they just won all the starters and then hoped that that would sort of carry them past Trinity which it did Southampton have got an excellent pedigree beat as you said thrashed Cardiff and then Maudlin 
Oxford beat St Edmunds 185 to 105. Then uh, we get to Warwick, <coughs> Warwick 240 to York 80, which had the um, Meyer from York and his his double fist pump, which I think is at the at the present time my enduring memory of this current series, and it sort of goes to in a in a way you know it's come the second round, come f- furthermore than that, you get it might miss a personality like Maya who does things like that because he didn't actually proceed, and there are characters who are sort of safe forgotten because they didn't necessarily necessarily get through to well get through to the quarterfinal or semi-final stage yeah i think it's definitely like how far you get is how well you remembered because i think last season i think uh the so so captain was it edwards was he so i think it was so uh, well, he was he was like a he got a lot of traffic on the uh, on the internet, but they went out I think in the second round. Yeah, they went out to uh, um, if, Emmanuel, didn't they, in the second round? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think if they got through, if they got through to the to the quarterfinals, they like he would have been up there in terms of the Goldmans, the Monkmans, and the Seagulls, but they didn't make it through. So. Such as uh, such as competition. Yeah. So, and again, moving on to Oxford Brooks against Courtauld, I think there was something in your view about so um, Debock got seven starters correct in that, and then brings I think you you raised the issue of of occasionally sort of some teams are are, are quite a lot almost one person team so to speak and how, whether that affects the the, the, the way the universe the way the team progresses uh, I think yeah I think you can you can either have a team where one person pulls a lot of the weight and then the others maybe don't get as many but it's still important that the the ones that they do get, or a team like uh, Emmanuel, where the the spread of starters was was a lot more broad last season. I don't think that anyone on that team got particularly high number of starters compared to the rest of them. Uh, and with uh, with Oxford Brooks, I think Debob got a lot of the starters, but then I think as I mentioned in the in the review, the the other members of his team they were. They were feeding him a lot of the bonuses, uh, so it's not just the the person who gets the most starters. The they're just the best on the buzzer, but then the, they're still relying on the um, on the other members for the for the rest of the question. Yeah, I, I, I guess it is kind of biased because the bonuses come through the captain. If you're the captain and if you do answer. A lot of the bonuses that that seems to exaggerate it. So, so let me move on to Trinity against. Uh, was it Merton? No, not Trinity versus. Oh, Trinity versus UCL. Yes. So that was the only other close match we've had so far. Although I think UCL sort of came 
were fairly far back at one point and then sort of brought it back without seeming to to threaten something similar to the Edinburgh Ulster match. Um, but again, that so you brought up um, rivalries on on that. Not only you know rivalries between UCL and their neighbours and rivalry between Trinity and sort of various other Oxford colleges, I think, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, I mean that's all from that's just from that's nothing to do with uh, University Challenge. That's just uh, going down a Wikipedia hole and and reading about these ancient rivalries between the Oxford colleges that have gone back centuries and are just quite amusing. So that's that's why that's why I put those in. So. Again, that sort of goes back to an earlier question about the workflow for the review. How much, you know, how much research do you do on something like that? How, how much, how, you know, what, what other interesting facts about other universities or other people have you, say, found out in your research for your reviews? Uh, I think I, uh, ideally I try and get a lot of it done before I actually watch the show, but uh, that doesn't occur very often. So I try and like research the past appearances of uh, of the teams and see how far they've got, who was beat, who beat them. Uh, did they have any interesting characters on their team back then? Like for instance, uh, in the first Emmanuel episode last year, I wrote a big bit about. Uh, Gutton Plan, because he's obviously the the poster boy of University Challenge for the past like seven eight years. So I'm a big bit about him and that. Basically, I just look for the and the more I can write before the show, then the less I have to write after it, which is I mean it's not really a intelligent intellectual reasoning, but that's that's how I do it. Okay, so if we just stick with the Emmanuel um, thing, are you? Have you? And, and again, I know there's a time zone difference. Have you, have you had opportunity yet to catch up on Team Emma's appearance on Eggheads? Uh, no, no, I haven't. I haven't seen that. I'm not not a particularly big Eggheads fan, but I will. I will definitely watch that at some point. Yeah, yeah I've, 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 I, I didn't manage to either because I was on I was on Skype too. Um, one of my lecturers to discuss my dissertation, so I've got to catch up on that as well. Sorry, Bobby, if you're listening. <laughs> um, okay. Um, and then last week's uh, Newcastle versus Sheffield, which was so, which was again slightly one. Well, it was more than one-sided. It was just a again another absolute thrashing. Although the score. Yeah, but not. It's the it's the equal lowest combined score since uh, Paxman started doing it. Equal with I believe I'm just gonna check again. I think it was uh, in 2005. It's on the the Blanche Flower University Challenge website that has some fantastic stats on it, but. I 
Uh, yes. Royal Holloway London versus Greyfriars Hall, 135 to 75, 2005. Yeah, so that's, it's, and it's remarkably low. But, mm. okay, so, um, Let's look. Let's sort of moving on from looking at the current. Let's 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 look forward. So I think um, Jack McBee's was it? Yeah, it might have been Jack. Not that Jack. It might have been Jack McBee's review or his comment on life after Mastermind about the Newcastle Sheffield match. It managed to fill in my last remaining gap about the f- remaining first round fixtures. So um, we, we might sort. We might if we. We could stick on one or two or just skip through them. So Fitzwilliam Cambridge versus Leicester um, this coming Monday, as far as I can tell. Um, yeah. So Fitzwilliam may, as far as I'm aware, yeah, they've got they've got quiz bowl experience. I'm not sure about Leicester, so that might be one sided again. But I'm I'd look forward to a, a tight contest there. Any comment on that? Um, I don't know how someone from Leicester sent me a message on Tumblr, so he's obviously not too embarrassed by how they did. That's that's all I can say. Okay, okay. So and then the week after, we've hopefully got Imperial London. Well, what they call them Imperial from London versus uh, Strathclyde. So. Although Strathclyde is um, that's sort of the other side of Scotland from Edinburgh, isn't it? So is there any rivalry with Edinburgh and Strathclyde, or what? Yeah, let's let's talk about. Oh, no, let's go off on a tangent here. Who who is in in sort of university terms? Who is Edinburgh's rival? Uh, just like the, the the main Glasgow university, I'd say, but it's not. It's not like malicious, I wouldn't say. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the main Glasgow University. But in terms of that uh, university challenge, there's uh, there's no one that compares to Edinburgh in Scotland, <laughs> apart from maybe St Andrews. But okay, yeah. So the week after that, we've got the return of Emmanuel Cambridge um, yeah. versus St Hughes, although. Again, some trouble is with a lack of detailed records from from Cambridge on the Cambridge side, because there's a few teams like uh, yeah, I think St Hughes is okay, yeah, yeah, St Hughes Oxford have had a couple of uh, well, I think they, I think they've had internal ones. I'm not entirely sure who's on the who's on the team for that. And Emmanuel, I think we know the team, but the searches that I've done don't seem to suggest that they've got any quiz bowl experience although that's mainly due to a lack of records from Cambridge but that might be a an interesting competition I think mm. yeah another Oxbridge match I think even if even if they haven't played quiz bowl against other universities anyone who's on the the Oxford or Cambridge teams will have had practice at the, their quiz societies like if they if they've been put on the team and they've never had they've never done it before they'll 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 go to quiz society meetings and and get a bit of training. 
and then we go to from to St John's Cambridge versus, as you say, um, St Andrews, the um, sort of in quizzing terms, the other Scottish sort of threat to uh, Edinburgh's dominance in Scotland. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, they have actually won it, and Edinburgh haven't. So uh, I guess I probably misspoke before. But in the past, in the past, Manure, we've we've had slightly more success. I'd like to. I don't know. There's something. What is it? St Andrews, the one where they have to wear cloaks different ways depending on what year they're in, or something. Or am I getting confused with another St Andrews? Or mm, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know, but that, that that does sound like something they do. I think because I think. Sounds like. Yeah, I think a few years back there was a St Andrews team that that wore their cloaks, and they all were not necessarily yeah, all wearing yeah. them all in different ways, but they're wearing them the ways they should wear them. But last year's St Andrews team, which I, which I saw because their show was filmed after ours, so I was in the audience for that. They weren't, they weren't wearing, they weren't wearing any cloaks. It'd nice, be nice to see the cloaks come back. It would provide a bit of, I don't know, yeah. provide a bit of interesting discussion. Bit of, uh, distinction, yes. of pride. Yeah, maybe maybe it's only. Uh, if they get through a couple of rounds, they, they bring out the cakes. I don't know. And follow that with another Oxbridge clash, Corpus Christi Cambridge versus St Anne's Oxford. I think that might that should hopefully be a, a tight one because both of those, I think, have got quiz bowl or into. Is is St Anne's the the all girls college? Um, I'm not entirely sure. Well. The the Christmas the Christmas series uh, the past Christmas was that uh, I might be entirely wrong here but I think the the Val McDermott winning team was um, was from today. It's oh it, it was formerly a women's college and um, has been co-ed since 1979. So I guess it. Ah. So my, I guess if you've got the reuniteds, the Christmas reuniteds, then that the chances are that you'll probably get an all-women team, but it might be co-ed since then. Ah, uh, yeah. Google and Wikipedia. And it, it wasn't. Is my friend. Yeah, it was St Hilda's. St Hilda's that I was thinking of. Although St Anne's were were on the Christmas holidays. Well. And then, as far as I can tell, 23rd of October, we've probably got a break for autumn watch. Ah, and then mm. followed on the 30th with the last of the first round matches Merton Oxford versus Kings London uh, so that's the three the three big London teams will have been on this year yes well, university college Imperial and there and Kings yes okay. but not East London. But unfortunately. No, unfortunately not East London. Although, yeah, I, there's, I could say something. Well, I don't know. You know, I'm, I feel very fortunate to have got on, and I'm sort of, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily. I'm, I'm disappointed that we didn't get on, get a team in this year, which is a shame. Uh-huh. But, well, we can try again, and we'll probably have a future episode discussing with various people. Yeah the application process and 
how to deal with it, but that's that's another issue. Okay, so before we sort of reach the end and say goodbye, um, let's go through some quick fire questions. Okay, you ready for okay. this? Right. Yeah. Introduce yourself in the university challenge style. Okay. I am Joe from Aberdeen. I'm studying chemical engineering. So, chemical engineering. So, are you a studier or a? You're obviously a studier and not a reader, then. I'm. De yeah, I'm absolutely a studier. Yeah. Excellent. And a doer is just wrong, isn't it? I do. Yeah. Yes. I study. Okay. Fine. Right. If you were on a university challenge team, which seat would you like to sit in? Um, I don't think I could handle being the captain, and I wouldn't want to be the the person on the end. Is that you? Were you were you on the end? I was on the end. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think the the person next to the captain, but not in the middle. Okay, so oh, that was similar to Jack. Where the Cohen's answer from yesterday sort of be on the far right, so sort of seated close to the captain, have his ear. I mean, I, I, this part, yeah, I, I did kind of choose that seat. I'm not entirely sure, I don't think I've told anyone the reasons yet, and I might sort of keep a re Some people know the reasons, but I'm not sort of telling them on, on here at the moment. I mean, it might be fairly obvious to people if they know their university challenge, but um, yes. Okay. If there's one thing you could change about University Challenge, what would it be? Mm. I know there's some of the some of the questions I think because sometimes they're so repetitive and and boring and like guessable like you can just have a guess and obviously that's fun but like. The rest of the questions, you need to have more of an underlying knowledge of, of the subjects to get. And sometimes, uh, sometimes I think they're too easy, but not not just easy, lazy. Like the, there's there's loads of questions about the planets, and it's like it's either like where it's either Mars or Venus. Because it's like the queer of the planet next to her. Or you know it's either Neptune or Uranus because it's clear that it's miles away. Uh, and I think that's just a bit like lazy when some of the questions are so interesting and inventive. Okay, I mean, it's part of me that possibly agrees with you because it's like reading certain, especially. Usually, Life After Mastermind's blog is it sort of gives the game away in terms of you read quite a lot of if you read quite a lot of his reviews, especially University Challenge ones, where he says if someone is to ask a question and it just has, I, th I think I agree, it has a certain beginning, then you just know that the um, the answer will be if you are if you start a question with with X, the answer will be Y, and I think quite a lot of his reviews contain examples of those those questions. Where if you if you faced that question or similar questions enough, then that it can be the only answer. And it's like um, my experience with 
the Paddington question where he said where Paxman sort of I don't know whether I explained it before in this pod I've explained it to others sort of by voice it, he was Paxman started off describing something which was almost quotational and I switched off and then he said the words hard stare and that just sort of set my mind racing and then I thought a split second of hesitation when I thought surely the answer can't be Paddington Bear and then I just thought well yeah. it's, it's, that's too low brow for university challenge and then thought oh, might as well go for it and then went because I think it's, the expression on my face on the answer that is it can't mm-hmm. be Paddington Bear can it? It's like, okay it is and then sort of reading the review afterwards um, and and effectively life after mastermind saying as soon as you hear hard stare you mash the buzzer and say Paddington Bear or something along like, like those lines and it's mm-hmm. it's I, yeah, I might yeah I might I'm not yeah I might partially agree on some but and and the planets ones mm, mate because yeah, well, yeah. there's also only eight of them to begin with mm. so you got a 12% chance of guessing, even with listening to the rest of the question after the word planets. Yeah, and then you, yeah, when you could, you could, sometimes it does expand to, I mean, I think, I, yeah, but the, the end of the Glasgow match, when our bonus is on planets, and I just got, sort of, I just got both, both of mine wrong before it went to the, wrong and just sort of then re-watching it and thinking to myself stupid boy the pressure can do stupid oh yeah make it do silly things when you're under pressure to it even though it's only a sort of one in eight answer and you can just reason that down even further based upon the parameters you're given in the question but yeah okay um right do now we haven't although this is quizzy mondays we do occasionally discuss only connect but do you what do you watch only connect or are you just sort of solely university challenge mm, well uh when it was on mondays last year i would immediately start writing the review <laughs> after university challenge so i yeah. never got to watch it but i, I do i do like it i just i've never like got fully invested in a, in a full series before i do like the uh the missing vowels i'm a big fan of the missing vowels <laughs> Okay, so again, you don't necessarily have to answer these if you can't think of anything. If you appeared on Only Connect, what would be your team name? Um, uh, the Twitterers, maybe. I don't know if I could find some uh, some fellow people from Twitter. Twitterers, tweeters, yeah, that's that's quite good. Okay. Do you understand... Uh, tweet, tweeters is better, yeah, I'm sorry. Do you understand any of the past or current knockout rules for Only Connect? Uh, well, I was... On, on Wikipedia, it says it's exactly the same as University Challenge now. But is it? I think, I think I... last year they did, and this year they've changed it again, so it's just the two high scorers... Yes. And I think the high scores go straight through rather than playing off. So instead of having okay. four high scores, you play off to become the two high scores. They just take the two high scores, I think, this year. But 
they'll probably just explain it a bit further as we go towards the end of the first round, hopefully. Okay. Um, this this sort of can this this um yeah. This this is a sort of two part question. I mean, because you, you might okay. not necessarily answer the first. Do you cheer or groan at the music questions on Only Connect, or the classical music questions for Only, for University Challenge? Uh, well, I've got. I don't think I've ever got one of the music questions on Only Connect, so that's definitely a groan. Okay. Uh, and the cl- classical music ones, I think, are like I was saying about the the planets, like. Like I can't, I'm not very good at them, but I like he says this is a a French composer, and so I guess a French composer, and like ten percent of the time, twenty percent of the time, I get it right. And so if you if you know if you've got a better knowledge of classical music than I do, then it'd be you'd have a far higher chance of uh, just picking it off based on uh, incidental knowledge. So I, I I much prefer the the pop music ones because I think they tend to be more interesting questions and have like more interesting themes to them. Okay. Although not part of Quizzy Mondays, what would your specialist subject be on Mastermind? Um. Well, I was on Junior Mastermind back in back in the day. Uh, well, I didn't know but, that. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, uh, not a lot of people would know that. I don't okay. think. And my uh, my subject was the the World Cup, FIFA World Cup 2006. But I think that's too that's not broad enough for a normal mastermind. I don't know. Uh, the Office, U.S. Office. There's 200 episodes of that. Could I do that? Maybe. Okay. Fine. I mean, so we're reaching the podcast. I'd love to have you on again when some more competition has taken place and some more review, reviews have been written so we can just sort of go through and sort of just sum up what's been going on. And I'm sure there's a few other subjects that your reviews will raise that we probably need to discuss. We probably just mm-hmm. need to, might need to also come back to Junior Mastermind, although you're probably, you're probably hoping that I'll have forgotten that by then. Okay, so I'd like to say thank you, Joe, who can be reached who's on Twitter as the UC Review or on Tumblr at the University Challenge Review dot dot com. Right, thank once again, thank you very much, Joe. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that concludes another episode of the Quizzy Mondays podcast.